0: So tonight I wanted to start by reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 22. It's the Last Supper. And Jesus said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So just that. And you could even translate that, I have greatly desired to eat this Passover with you. Why did he greatly desire to celebrate the Passover? Because he wasn't going to just simply celebrate the traditional Passover meal, but he was about to establish this new and everlasting covenant. He was about to institute the Blessed Sacrament as a way of staying with his people. It's a great mystery, the Blessed Sacrament. We all know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father in heaven, in glory, and yet we also believe that he's right here with us in the Blessed Sacrament, in time. So he's out of time and in time all at the same time. That's a mystery. We can kind of understand it, but it's really amazing when you start to think about it like that. But I think it speaks to why he greatly desired to celebrate the Passover. Because in his mind, in his heart, he always wanted to be with his people. He was Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus wanted to come to his people to save them, to save us. The Father wanted to send him. But he didn't want that time on earth with his apostles and the early church to be the end of it. He wanted to stay with his church. And so you could say that even 2,000 plus years ago at the Last Supper, as he greatly desired to institute the Blessed Sacrament, he had us in mind. He had our gathering here tonight on his mind and in his heart. And he was thinking to himself, I want to be there. I want to be there with my friends in October of 2021 in Bluefield Hills, Michigan. (laughs) I want to be with my friends there and then. I want to stay with them. I want to be with them. I do not want to leave them desolate or orphans. I don't want to abandon my church in any way, shape or form. So I think that's something the Lord just wants to remind us of tonight and help us all to appreciate that. He always wants to stay with us. He wants to stay with you. And I think that's something we all need to know, that we're never alone in that sense. Maybe you can't always get to a tabernacle or into a church. But he went farther, and he said, well, when he went to the Father at his ascension, the two of them sent the Spirit. And so we've all received the Holy Spirit. So we're also temples of the Holy Spirit. It's a different kind of presence, but it's still the Lord who is with each and every one of us. That's why he said, at the last supper it's to his apostles it's better for you that I go and they must have been like you're crazy how could it possibly be better for us that you leave us but they didn't realize that the blessed sacrament that he would be with them in that new way and that they would all receive the Holy Spirit and be very united with Jesus that way so something to keep in mind As we continue our reflection here tonight I just got back As some of you know from California I was there for a few nights This time, just a few nights And I was with Bart Schutz Bob Schutz's brother If you know who Bob is The John Paul II Healing Institute Out of Tallahassee, Florida So his younger brother Bob Has this Church on Fire ministry And so this was a Priests on Fire retreat And he shared with us a conviction that he has that I share. And so I wanted to share that with all of you tonight. Because as we watch the news and as we go about our business day to day, things seem to be getting more and more chaotic. And it's easy to get discouraged, perhaps, about what's going on. And it's not that god is oblivious to what's going on because he's not he he deeply cares about each and every one of us but as a as a body as a church as our human family is walking through this time in salvation history i think we find ourselves on the verge of a great movement of god In other words, God is getting ready to act in a sovereign way, in a very powerful way. But as we look back on salvation history, whenever there have been these great movements of God, they've necessarily required a kind of purification that precedes them, that prepares God's people for his action so that it it has a deeper impact, a greater impact a more lasting effect. And so as he was sharing this vision and this conviction that he has, I happened to be looking down at my journal and I came across a verse from the book of the prophet Isaiah from verse or from chapter 66 verse 9. So let me read this. God is saying to his people, "Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery, all right? Do I close up the womb when I bring to delivery, says your God? So you might say that we're in labor pains right now. Society, the church, we're in labor pains right now. Just as Jesus and Mary, in a sense, gave birth to the church at the foot of the cross, You know, I'm, I'm in that school that the Blessed Mother did not suffer labor pains when she gave birth to Jesus. But when she gave birth, so to speak, to the church at the foot of the cross, well, yes, definitely. Very painful, obviously. And in a similar kind of way, the church is going through labor pains right now. But, God is about to give birth, so to speak, to a new era, I think. A great era of of peace and holiness. And it relates back to what Mother Mary said at Fatima. If you're not familiar with the story, it was 1917 when Mother Mary appeared to three shepherd children in Fatima, Portugal. And among many of the things that she said, she did say very clearly, you know, after trials and tribulations and persecutions... In this century, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. My Immaculate Heart will triumph. So I, I think we're about to see that. I think we're going to witness that. At the beginning of the Second Vatican Council in the 60s, Pope, now Saint John the Twenty-Third, convoked the Second Vatican Council with a prayer that included this phrase, that there be a new Pentecost that there be a new Pentecost in the church. John Paul II, Saint John Paul II, often spoke of a new springtime of evangelization. So there's this consistent theme. But we look around and we're asking ourselves, well, where's this new springtime? Where's the new Pentecost? Where's the triumph of the Immaculate Heart? Well, I I think it's going to happen, but I also think that we're not quite there yet. But I think we here and other people that you know who are trying to listen to the Good Shepherd's voice and who are trying to follow him as best they can by the grace of God. I think it's like God is asking us to stand in the breach, so to speak. It's an expression that you find in the Bible. Moses was one who stood in the breach for his people, the people of Israel. You could say that Jesus literally stood in the breach and hung on the cross between heaven and and hell, between hell and earth and and heaven, and he opened the gates of heaven and, and crashed the gates of hell and set captives free. There's this mystic that some of you know. And God the Father said to her, you know, I I first purified the world with water (laughs) during Noah's time. I sent a flood. And then I purified the world again with the blood of my son that was shed on the cross. And I'm about to purify the world again with the fire of the Holy Spirit. So another word, another word given to a holy woman from Italy in the last hundred years. So good signs, good signs of good things to come. So I think the Lord is just asking us to keep hoping, keep praying, keep loving. You know, there's a lot of things that are outside of our control that we really shouldn't worry too much about. But what we should do is hope and pray and love and encourage one another and i think that's what's so awesome about gathering here tonight it's been a while since we've done this and i'm just really encouraged myself by your presence and i hope you're encouraged by each other's presence god is faithful it's one of my favorite names for jesus from the book of revelation chapter 19 he, he refers to himself as faithful and true and he's riding a horse and he's going out to battle and he's even got a tattoo that says, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, you know, if your kids want a tattoo, it's like, eh, you know, and he's got this cape. And you know, he's, in other words, he's a confident warrior and he's right here. He's like, Hey, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. So I'll just wrap up here by reading a few more verses from Isaiah 66. Uh, This is verses 12 to 16. For this is what the Lord says. I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And you will be comforted over Jerusalem. We're the new Jerusalem. We're the new people of God, the church. So God is promising us that he's going to comfort us. Comfort is on the way. When you see this, your heart will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants, to all of you. But his fury will be shown to his foes. See, the Lord is coming with fire. And his chariots are like a whirlwind. He will bring down his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For with fire and with his sword, the Lord will execute judgment on all people and many will be those slain by the Lord. So he's gonna take care of the evil. Evil is being exposed little by little, little by little. It's being exposed. It has to be rooted out so that we can be made new. What else does Jesus say in the book of Revelation there at the end? Behold, I make all things new. So he is making all things new. By, by being here tonight, he's making all things new. So I just encourage you as we continue to listen to the music, as we continue to, to pray here in adoration for a little bit longer, Just try to abide with the Lord. Let Him comfort you here. Let Him comfort you. If you want to get closer, feel free. I can actually go and get a kneeler or two. And if you want to come up and kneel real close for a a moment or two, that's great. But the Lord is inviting us to, to abide in Him and to abide with Him. So that He can comfort us, so that He can strengthen us. So that we can stand strong and firm in the breach as we continue to hope for God's sovereign acts for his grace and mercy to be poured out in abundance